In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 65th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, we just got a week to go before the players report to training camp next Wednesday. Practice starts next Thursday. So that makes this our last weekend without football. We'll have some practices leading up to the August the 10th exhibition game and be ready to go next week when the players report for training camp on Wednesday the 26th. Hey, we uh, just went back through our notebooks here from the off season, just trying to clear up some things and uh, found a couple, couple gems for you here uh, from interviews we did with some of the players. We talked to Brandon Fusco. Terrell McClain and uh, Calvin Ridley. So here in this, um, you know, kind of last off-season podcast, we'll we'll go back and let you hear from some of the players here. We'll start off with Fusco, then go to Terrell McClain, and then Calvin Ridley as we you know count down here over this last weekend before we get all the way back to football. Here's Brandon Fusco. Uh, getting getting acclimated. Yeah, it's been it's been good so far. Uh, good off season uh, workouts, you know, the OTAs and minicamp all went pretty well. Just uh, getting used to the guys and you know listening to calls and you know the scheme's all the same. So really just some terminology stuff and uh, just getting used to everybody is really was the biggest thing for me and getting comfortable with, uh, with everyone. So uh, I think I'm at that point now. I'm pretty comfortable. Excited for camp coming up and uh, we'll see from there. Some carryovers and cow, you know. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's just like I said, this is some uh, terminology stuff. Some terminology is different than what I was used to, but not a big deal. I've been around this game for a long time, and, mm-hmm. and all kind of just mixes in with each other. So mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll get it down and uh, be ready to go. And uh, how do you feel off season was? You know, they say champions are made in off season. Uh, how does this one go uh, a rank for you? Uh, I'd say up there, and this is my eighth year, it's, uh, you know, this team really knows how to work. They're really serious about the game of football, and I think everyone, you know, everyone is. You know, I, I haven't seen one guy on this team since I've been here who hasn't taken this thing serious. They're do, always doing extra work. That's what I noticed. You know, the guys are always staying after practice, 10, 15 minutes, working on something. And uh, I've never seen that personally uh, on a team, so it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And... Uh, now fulfilling, and I'm excited. All right. Hey, Brandon, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a yep. good, good, good off time. Yeah. That was Brandon Fusco. He was signed in the offseason to a three-year, $12.75 million contract, and he'll be uh, competing with Wes Schweitzer for that right guard spot. I want to declare him the starter off of the bat just because uh, both of them looked uh, – both of them spent some time with the first-team unit during the offseason – and, you know, after talking with uh, Coach Dan and uh, Coach Chris Morgan, uh, they they believe Wes Weiser played a lot better than most of us did. And uh, 
Coach Morgan said he continued to improve as the season got better. So they're not just going to give his job away. And uh, they need some uh, insurance in case Andy Levitre's partially torn triceps is not all the way healed. We reached out to his agent, David Dunn, and Athletes First to get you all an update on that as camp is approaching. Here is Terrell McClain. He's the uh, defensive tackle from South Florida who's uh, bounced around a bit after being drafted pretty high by Carolina. Uh, was with Washington last year. He's also spent time with uh, with uh, Dallas, Houston, New England, and uh, there's one other team there that I'm, that I'm missing here as I'm trying to get him queued up. But, uh, yeah, here is Terrell McClain, the defensive tackle. I think he'll probably start early uh, while they're getting Deidre and Sinat ready to play. it here in Atlanta uh you know certainly uh veterans bounced around uh you know the Falcons have a hole at D tackle after uh uh Don Terry Poe was uh you know signed and they weren't able to keep him uh, Don Terry's going up to Carolina to play for the Panthers and our last visit here this week will be from Calvin Ridley uh the uh, first round pick who uh you know, is getting ready to play. Look good in the offseason. Want to see how he does in pads. Uh, great route runner. Should add a whole lot to the offensive attack. You know, everything going for you here. You've had a uh, rookie mini camp, OTAs, now the uh, 
doing, man? Camp, uh, how do you feel your offseason went? Uh, Post-draft and so forth. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about, you know, how I performed out here and got uh, bonded with the team. Uh, I, I definitely, you know, cleaned up a lot of things, but I uh, mm-hmm. feel pretty good about myself where I'm at right now. What was some of the big takeaways for you, uh, you know, getting your first little pro pro action, pro practice and so forth? Uh, everything is, you know, I'm pretty, uh, pretty good at doing everything. Just uh, one thing is just how detailed they are in the route. Oh, okay. I just need to figure out, you know, where I need to be at on the field. Uh-huh. The quarterback's throwing the ball to a certain spot, I need to be in a certain spot. Mm-hmm. You know, where to line up. So just a little thing, so that's pretty much it. Counting steps or just matching uh, it up in your head or what? You know, Phil, how do you get to that? Just getting my depth, just uh-huh. getting to my depth better, and uh, just being at a certain, a certain landmark on the field. Mm-hmm. So just, that's just little things. Just remembering every depth of every route and every alignment to be at. So just a little thing. Like I said. Yeah, okay. yeah, you talked about how, talk about how comfortable you are because some of the language is the same in Alabama. Can you talk about how they kind of help you? Yeah, you know, everything going for you here. Well, that's Calvin Ridley. They were going into uh, some of the other stuff about uh, the Alabama and the routes being uh, the same and so forth. So Calvin's ready to go, and uh, he was one of the, the guys out there in California with Matt Ryan for uh, Camp Camp Brotherhood. Uh, Julio was at the camp. Everybody knows that by now, and uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, if things have been ironed out and Julio's going to uh, be with the Falcons uh, in training camp. I think, uh, you know, the team has been very clear about their position that, you know, uh, Julio's got three years left on his contract. They want to take care of Grady Jarrett and left tackle Jake Matthews. Uh, you know, and uh, in that kind of order. And Grady uh, uh, might be a little bit sooner than later. They've always done their uh, contract extensions under Thomas Dimitrov in the uh, late October, early November window. Uh, and, you know, Julio might be up. They might try to do something if they can, you know, talk him into coming in this year and playing and, uh, you know, getting taken care of later down the road. They just have done a great deal of planning with their cap. And, uh, you know, they don't want to, indications are they don't want to, you know, mess with that situation right now. And uh, Julio looked good in the pictures out there. I'm sure he ran well and has been training and so forth and be in good shape when they come back here. So we're going to wrap up here for this 65th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Just had a little bit for you from Brandon Fusco, the uh, right guard who will be competing with Wes Schweitzer, Terrell McClain, the D tackle from South Florida, who's also played at uh, quite a few places, but he's coming from Washington. And then the first round pick, Calvin Ridley discussing a little bit about his offseason and, and so forth and how he's going to try to be ready to go when they come back here. couple dates. Go ahead and get them ready. Next Wednesday, the 26th, players report. Team has in the past made players available and uh, out at the dorm when they're moving in. We expect that to, to be the same case this year. Practice to start on the 27th. They're going early in the morning, at least the ones they're opening up for the fans and the media. Uh, you know, they'll have two practices, but the, after they'll call it an afternoon walkthrough so they don't have to have media for that. And then 
Sunday the 29th, that's the big day. That's where fans will be paying $5 to watch him practice at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And uh, the proceeds will go to a Super Bowl uh, capital project, which we haven't found out what that capital project is also. And then kind of breaking here on um, Tuesday evening, we got some of the Super Bowl pricing out there. Um, you know, wanna, it's going to be pretty steep, but it's a luxury event. Uh, not the common man's going to be buying $17,000 tickets. Those are all corporations that will be buying those up and so forth. But that ticket pricing is out there for our corporate folks uh, and have access to corporate funds to, to you know, pay uh, that type of money for the Super Bowl. But then, you know, it'll be the, first, the third Super Bowl in Atlanta. So I'm sure it'll be well attended be a great time and uh, money well spent for the folks who can, you know, are in a position to take care of that. So with that here, this is the last off-season Bowtie Chronicles podcast. I'm really excited about that. We're looking forward to bringing you more people. We'll have more guests, more players, uh, more uh, analysts to come on and visit with us in the coming weeks. And looking forward to uh, what our plan is Uh I'll be meeting with the editors on Monday for, you know, just how many podcasts we'll be doing a week. We did two last year, and, uh, you know, so we'll at least be doing that. Look forward to that. And uh, we'll be getting ready for the season, finally. You all take care and have a good last weekend without any football. Get out there and do some chores, rake some leaves, get the deck done, barbecue a little bit, smoke, a, smoke something on the, on the uh, smoker. And enjoy that because we got football coming back. Take care. Have a great weekend. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein, And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.